happening we are live episode number 23 that should be on twitch as well i believe it might be you can let me know there you see what you think but uh, i'm not sure but if it is it is if it isn't it isn't what are you gonna do uh but we are here exit episode number 23 one week later didn't know it was going was going every other week was uh was chasing my tail a little bit last the last few episodes but uh uh last episode we saw him in the in in the in the chat room with us so uh so as soon as it was over i was like what's going on man let's go get back on the show brother let's get some uh let's have some fun let's have let's have have a chat and uh the Roz is back in town live from the are you in the bunker right now are you in the, the rocket bunker i am you got me I got you, you got, baby. You're you on. Okay, good, 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 good. Hey, how are you, buddy? What's going on, dude? Are, I you, are you in, the, down, are you in the, the rocket bunker? Down, Downstairs in the Yankee cave, surrounded by 50, 60 years of baseball, golf memorabilia. Joe DiMaggio on the wall, McCarthy, Gehrig, Ruth. It's, uh, it's quite a special collection. U.S. Open flags. If you really want to talk about... The things that we like to talk about. This cer- certainly is the environment that you want to be in down here. The old man is, uh, you know, this is something he's always been into. And uh, I'm even looking at that Ireland rugby ball that you gave him before you left, which is down here as a piece of memorabilia as well right now. Oh, no shit. Is there uh I-, I totally actually forgot about that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, um, dude, it was, it's an absolute, like, Pleasure to have you back, man, and and please, I bet we should get the rocket on here at some point, maybe. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> Jesus Christ, let's imagine. go. Well, Holy you know, for, I mean, that, that would probably off, get the most downloads ever, though. That oh would be an amazing God, I, show. I would I, just let it go. I think I think we'd probably, probably violate the defamatory, harassing, obscene, or racist content being prohibited 
if that was the case. We'd have to you'd have to have another, uh, <laughs> you know, some sign a sign a form or something to uh, to let it that one be, on. Yeah. You know how that goes. It would be because there's there's I no filter. To, I would have to. Uh, uh, yeah, that would be. I would have to perma the podcast. I'd have to. The podcast would be. Over. I'd have to to reinvent it as something completely different on a different uh, <laughs> streaming device. Oh. I'd have to burn my computer. Uh, I'd probably get a million a, mil, a million downloads on Parlor, knowing uh, how that goes. <laughs> if that's a thing, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know nothing about this stuff, but I'm glad to be here well, with you. It's been a while. Time. I missed you. Busy, busy, um, busy, busy couple months through the summer and. Uh, you know, schedule scheduling is always really so tough. So, but I got the opportunity, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Awesome, man! Well, we're uh, totally happy to have you here. And like I said, I don't know if uh, uh, you know, but we are. I'm trying my hand. I'm very. I'm, I'm very. Uh, I've become much more um, sort of computer literate, if you will. You know, as far as. Uh, like understanding how to run this podcast and you know like so it's it's a very simple interface that i use this pod being live and it goes out to uh all the other website you know podcast sites I, I publish it right after the show's over i have that part down and you know i could put the theme music in i figured that out and like it's got these these cool like effects that that you can use that i never use but these you know they're th- it's it's very simple like a very uh you don't have to be really computer literate to understand it, if you know what I mean. But I'm attempting to go through and put it on my Twitch channel as well. So we're actually on two different uh, we're on two different um, things. So I'm, so that's, I'm just a little bit distracted early on here, but that's uh, but whether it works or not, I'm, I'm working on it. But uh, yeah, so we're, say, we're on two different you uh, platforms. You say Twitch? We're on Twitch too. Twitch thought, okay, too. so, so t- Twitch is a platform. I just thought that may have been a nickname for Goldie's Golf Swing. <laughs> but now I'm catching up to you. And as far as computer literacy, <sighs> literacy is concerned, I got to tell you, um, you know, I can feel your sense of accomplishment with the becoming more computer computer literate. And I, I think I, I feel that I, I'm not computer literate, as you know. We joke, but it's just really true. But you know, it was the same sense of accomplishment when I figured out how to send my first dick pic. You know, it was there. I knew I, I oh, figured something out. Upload, download, send, just, all the things, uh, you know. I don't know. Did you lose a few <laughs> listeners there or gain a few? I'm not really sure. But, uh, sorry, no, I'm not I sure. If that's timing, you know? I don't think the timing could have been more perfect, actually. That's a, that's a bit awesome there that it worked that way. But um, uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. That is, you are on fire tonight. You are, see, it's been so long. You ready? You got them all built up. You got them all pent up. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. So, uh, um, let's get let's get going. Let's get rolling. I got some questions for you. I got a ton of questions for you. Uh, um, I got just I wanna, I wanna, some basic I, stuff I, to talk about. All if right. You got something Good. to talk about? Let's do it, and we'll just roll. Well, I want to answer. I want to answer question number one because I don't. You don't even need to ask it. I know what it is. The answer What's is my question number one. The answer is Herodora on the rocks with a slice of orange. <laughs> okay. That's okay. where we're going. All that's right. where we've that's that's how I've been spending my time. That's how I've been spending my summer. Um I love to, it. Trying to trying to, you know, dive my way to the bottom of, of a tequila bottle. So, you know, honestly, yeah, exactly. Format day one. I've been asking that, trying to get the famous of that same question. Too. What I tell you, what we'll do is living, we'll, we'll 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 apply saber metrics 
and shoot this thing in a rocket out and have it be orbiting the Earth for a couple of days, and then we'll come back with that day one answer, Garibaldi. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. We, 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 uh, for for those uh, uh, that don't know what's uh, what's what we're talking about, there's a, a tr- little bit of a trip planned, and uh, it looks like some some golf is going to be played, some team golf. <laughs> there's been there's been some copious amounts of, um, you know, like somebody wrote a diss track. Remember back in the day when rappers would write diss tracks to each other? Remember those? You ever you ever hear you ever hear of a diss track? Yeah, we have an East Coast West Coast rivalry thing going on here. I think we, we have a little, but but there's almost like a self diss track that goes on too through the whole Listen, thing. It, it, go, it, go, it goes even farther back. I mean, the you remember the psychology. You you, you remember the, the thing that like Leonard Skinner and Neil Young had, you know, with that Southern Man thing and all that yeah. whole thing going on. So he's a little right. bit of that's right. You know, it is. Well, my it's, first it's, question it's, was it's healthy. Go on. Yeah, it's, it's it's perfectly healthy and a lot of fun. But um, my first question for you actually was going to be, and this is maybe a, even a curveball out of left field, not out of left field, but but I felt like I had to talk about it because the, the fight was just on. But like Tyson Fury, I know you and I are, are, are you know, we lived through some, like we were. The good heavyweight years. It. Well, we got the, we got the, the tail end of the, I mean, the very tail end of Ali, right? When we yeah, were, that's what you know, I remember. Barely, Ali Holmes and all those the guys. Sure. Very, yeah, we got the very tail end of, of his career, and then it went to Holmes, right? Mm-hmm. And then from yeah. Holmes, it went to right to Tyson, I guess, from Holmes, right? Yeah, it was it went right Tyson, to Tyson, probably just, from yeah. Holmes. And then before that, you know, Ali was, uh, uh, and and Joe Lewis had their like just they, there was battles going on, and and then you know Holmes came and sort of became this super champ, and then Tyson was for us like what a, a ridiculous specimen. But right now, this decade, this generation, the heavyweight champion is Tyson Fury, and he just knocked out Deontay Wilder for and, and won for the third time. They fought each other three times. The, I don't know if you've seen highlights or or, or if you follow boxing at all because I, I pictures do a little in the pictures bit, in the but, newspaper I see yeah and like the fight even though it, the fight was is listed as this epic fight and in in terms of the way the fight went down, it was pretty cool. It was pretty epic, especially when, you know, Wilder had him down and then Fury and Wilder's whack crazy in the head or whatever, but then Fury knocks him out. But like, let alone that, but Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion of our decade, you know, of our, of this generation. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like how, how crazy is that? How awesome and crazy is it that this traveler, yeah, background journeyman. who literally who 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 well tra- traveler like the traveling community for for the irish like you know the traveling community is is very is a very different community they have a very different set of rules and regulations and and was and he a gypsy it's a very hot topic yeah it's a very hot topic he's the gypsy king he's a very hot topic go. the whole traveler thing. it's something it's something that i uh, discovered when I moved to Ireland that they, these that this culture even exists, if you know what I mean, um, the way it does, almost the way it does, because they, you know, they live in these sort of tenement where they bring their, and it's true, like it's there's a lot of sort of trailers because they move, 
you know, and they have a history of their, you know, they're gypsies, travelers, you know, they travel, they move, they get their name. And now they're a little bit more permanent, starting to get a little, from what I see, they you know, get a little bit more permanent, but they just live a different way of life. And he was like, his father named him after Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, I see what you're saying. all he yeah, knew was boxing, you know. So, so well, it's, it's it's this weird. It's just odd. I'm not even like with it, but but the guy was was like his story is ridiculous. If you if you read about Tyson Fury, there's no way that he should be the heavyweight champion, let alone the the heavyweight champion of the decade. You know what I mean? Mm. What he is, yeah. whether it you is like it or not, he is. You know so. Did you watch it? Did you see that fight? I did. I saw the highlights. You know, I caught some of the stuff. And, you know, to me, uh, as a casual observer who definitely was, um, you know, we were really, I mean, if, if, if you didn't like boxing when, and, and you were exposed to how Mike Tyson boxed, um, you know, he made everybody. You didn't have to be a boxing fan to enjoy watching Mike Tyson fight. He was just a, an absolute bulldozer. And, and the fact he was so you know his background was a story too i mean you could you could you could find parallels to his background and so a lot of these guys come from troubled pasts or interesting backgrounds and there's a story to sure, a lot sure, of these great sure. famous yep. fighters yep. um and, and i just well, think boxers. for me i just <laughs> boxers it's yeah. not like <laughs> yeah well you know it's, it's, it's you know, I mean, for the, me the, i just the I look at him a certain a, yeah well I, you know i look at him to me I, you know to me i feel like um you know, he's not the most physically fit person, phys- you know, visibly. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not doubting his physical fitness in any way. No, but, no, you know, no, sometimes I'm not. When, I'm not sometimes when you just, it all goes you know, he's not chiseled from a block of granite. You know, this isn't a guy who's, he's just no. a guy who can take a beating. And it's just, it's a bare knuckle brawl kind of feel to that. You know, the, at least from the highlights, you know, it's just a bare knuckle yeah. brawl. And you, you kind of wanted like, you kind of want him to take off the gloves and it'll be a shorter fight you know, by all means, but, you know, or, or, or lighter gloves or smaller gloves. These guys, the way, you know, the way they fight, I, well, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's actually, you know. it's shocking. It, just like you said, you know, it's shocking if you think about it. And I'm going to get into it when, you know, we start talking about other sports and, and, you know, um, sort of how they've evolved over the years. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a division in a sport. Not the sport itself, but the sport has seen has seen its heyday, and it's not nearly what it used to be. It's, uh, uh, you know, you can see the 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 kind of re, you know the 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 big liftoff of the UFC and MMA has taken a big chunk of those fight fans away from right. the sport. Right. The point is, it's not just the fans, but it's also taken away a big chunk of the talent. A lot of guys aren't becoming boxers. There's more lucrative pursuits. And, I mean, you see it in other sports, too. I mean, you look at football, and I know nothing about the sport, just, again, a casual observer. Um, but you look at a lot of guys. They're not, they don't want five-year careers and get their head smashed in. They're going and playing other sports and having longer, more lucrative careers and, and, and ending up you know, living longer and healthier lives as a result of it. Not a knock against football, but, I mean, you just look at, you know, who's, what's drawing the talent? These guys are going, you know, following the money, following – all the you know the popularity and you're right the the UFC and all the the, the all that stuff has drawn probably drawn a, a significant portion of uh, that kind of talent away from especially the big guys you know yeah totally I mean ha- I guess the uh, has there do you can you think of another sport where the and again we're just talking about the division the heavyweight division but can you think of another sport where athletes bodies have degraded over you know what i mean over the last 20 years 
Like no, absolutely, you're right. Offensive, it's like line, you're almost- offensive linemen, baseball players, baseball players twenty years ago used to be be out of shape. John Cruck was was a, a good baseball player, but today he wouldn't be that good. Like it, the, the 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 athleticism and the fitness, because they start so fitness. much earlier, and the fitness yeah. levels the and fitness. the cardio it's, levels of these guys, yeah. the fitness levels as as yeah, I mean, you look at golf, like we're gonna, you know, and I mean, we're gonna, yeah, well, yeah, and you look at you know American football, and and they're they're all becoming much more like. Jesus, they're all just specimens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas the heavyweight boxing get, division went from Mike Tyson in his prime. They'll take anybody. To Tyson yeah, they'll take Fury. anybody. Yeah. Listen, you'll, yeah. they're going to take anybody. If you could stand up there and get your brains beat in and, you know, throw a couple punches yourself, you're, you're kind of, you're in. You know what I mean? It's not, there's not, yeah. they're not, a, they're not selective. And, well, you know, I, fitness, and you're right about starting earlier with fitness. I mean, you don't even get a shot in baseball. You're you're not even. I mean, these these kids these kids their fitness is judged in their teens when they're being scouted. So you don't even a John Cruck or a guy that's out of shape wouldn't even have let alone have an opportunity to get to the minor leagues. But the major leagues, they just don't. You know, baseball scouts are are drafting guys who are visibly physically more fit. The testing, the way that these guys are being looked at, the criteria for even becoming a professional athlete has changed so much. Um, you don't even see, they don't even have an opportunity. Whereas you're right. I mean, it's a great point and I didn't even think of it, but I mean, let's, I mean, if you could, if you could take a beating and you're a big guy, I mean, you're in, in, in heavyweight division in, in, in boxing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, there you go. Uh, uh, let's see your code wrote darts. Well, I mean, need a beer belly that the uh, Goldie says to be good at darts, but I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not being a smart ass here. I, I mean, I think that darts is definitely where the line would be between what is a sport and what isn't a sport. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> how's darts, even darts that was probably evolved, but, but no, I guess, you know, is it a, it, I mean, it's an athletic event. It's a, it's a, 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 I don't know. Is it a sport? Roz, do you think it's a sport? Like, like, you know, bowls, is that a sport? Or is that an activity? Cornhole is that a sport or an activity? You know, well, you that's know, where I would say like darts this. would be. That would be on that line. You know, I don't know you, if if darts is a sport, then yes, <laughs> I agree with you, God. But you still need a beer belly to be good at darts. You're right. Ironically, I guess you know there is a certain amount of physicality required, as well as a, an extremely astute amount of eye hand coordination involved. Um, so I think, you know, I think if you had if if bowling and chess had a baby, it would be darts. So you're right. It's just straddling the fence of what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, and what? And then, so because of the physicality of that, as opposed to say um, playing poker, you know what I mean, where it's more of a mental struggle game but you still you have to be able to sit for long sessions over time period and and see how the work and you have to play an opponent and all those things but is it a i sport put poker and chess it? in the same bowl game. poker is absolutely not a sport that is not i mean i'll come out i'm not not saying anything but your amount of phys- physical stamina to be sitting at a table no but it's, it, it's, it falls into this you know falls into the same realm, realm as chess it has it definitely does but you know I, I really this is this is very interesting stuff. But I mean, if we can get back to Goldie's golf swing a little bit more, it'd be probably a little bit more entertaining for your. <laughs> I mean, well, it would be for Goldie, but I don't know if it would be for the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, he's but, a ham. You're right. We don't need to boost his ego anymore. 
He's a ham. You're right. We'll let yeah, him. He'll be, he'll enough. be We've seen enough. He's got his, his, listen, his dance moves he's are like probably no other a little heavy bit Skill and position. That. Not sure if I, you're so, you're t- I know. I, I mean, you're right, Goldie, and you can't talk about generational, but like, please, like Mike Tyson would have, would have, he's also, he's also 40 pounds heavier. Yeah, it would have been a one Wilder. round fight. It wouldn't have been a they half can't round. Find, and they can't find anyone else. You know what I mean? It was th- these guys. Fury hasn't fought in what two two years. You know what I mean? Like like you can't That's find crazy. anyone else. That the game the game is completely different now. Mike Tyson was a, a, a the most precise. He was, he was a Yeah, he was with pure. He was a pure skill that you've ever. Yeah. Seen he was a wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah, he was not. He was yeah, not a. Amazing, he was not a back alley exactly, fighter. With an amazing counter punch. Yeah. So it might have taken him longer to take down Tyson Fury, but he would have taken Tyson Fury down. Like it's my opinion. I'm sticking with it, and that's that's the way that's the way I believe it. But but let's get let's. Uh, I like that. I like that. Uh, good opener, buddy. Good opener. I like that segue. That's a, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, we you know when I said let's let's talk about the Ryder Cup. What do you think, man? What, what are your what are your opinions about what happened in that Ryder Cup? Well, it certainly isn't my phrase, but we're all calling it the slaughter on the water over here. Um, <laughs> I take no credit for that. But um, listen, I don't want to rub it in. I love golf. I think it's a it's it's probably my favorite sport, which has also been um, I've heard many, many an athlete question whether that's a sport in itself. Um, I love the Ryder Cup. I love the spirit of competition. I think it's a very interesting event because it brings lone wolves, especially the American players who are trained and bred to be solitude and to play on their own and to train on their own and to not make friends and all of those things that a lone wolf mentality brings to the game of golf, um, it forces them to come together. And I said this before, and it was a joke, but when I saw Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka hug on the driving range, I knew it was over. And I got chills. And I'm not just boasting America, America. I love European players. Yeah. I love golf in Europe. I've, as you know, I've been a guest of the incredible, beautiful Emerald Isle of Ireland twice. And if there was, uh, if someone said tomorrow, hey, you want to play golf anywhere, private Jeff jet on the tarmac right now i'd be headed right back to port marnock and the island um and some other places that i've never played before so i think it's probably as i tell many people my favorite place in the world to, to play golf and i've never been to scotland and i aspire to go there next but um and i'm not just boosting it up i love both sides i have no I, I i there's to me there's not you know i think they're just two teams i don't look at it as a national thing and it, there's a lot of national pride involved for some people but for me you know that i've been playing golf as long as i've been old enough to swing a golf club I played five times a week as a kid growing up. Um, I live and breathe it. I lay in bed at night. I don't get to play a lot, but I live and I lay in bed at night thinking about my golf swing, thinking about how I can improve. And, you know, we talk about things like, uh, you know, different types of grass and lies and uh, things that most people just don't, you know, they just want to play golf and drink a couple beers. I probably wear people out with my golf conversations, but um, I love the Ryder Cup for that reason because it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch the camaraderie. I love the format. You know, you know, metal is such a great format, but match and alternate shot and, you know, the, the, the different, it's just a great, I think that there should be more of it in sports and golf rather. Um, uh, I enjoy the fact that Europe has had so much success I think it's been motivating. Um, it's also been very, you know, it's been hard to swallow for the American players and the American teams and the American coaches over time. But um, you know, this year was this year um, America put a, a, a just a stellar cast of players together with a guy um, who was just a, a, everybody liked Steve Stricker. He pulled the right strings. He got out of the way of his players. 
Um, and I mean, there's just a squad, you know, you just, like I said, and this isn't a critique, it's just an observation, but you know, in some ways I think that Harrington really put together a team of really experienced veterans and he was kind of ride veteran experience as well as the nostalgia of some of these players. I know Poulter is still undefeated in singles and, but it's just not a string I would have pulled. Um, I would have just looked at the American lineup and just paired these guys differently. And the United States went with a youth movement, a bunch of young, hungry guys. You know what? It looks like that. It looks almost like this. The, 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 the two teams were flipped years ago. It was, hey, let's blow the dust off all these American guys who people like who sell tickets. You know the bullshit. We sell tickets, whatever it is. You know these. You know certain other teams. They just bring these. You know these guys who are going to sell jerseys. Whatever you look at it in, 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 in football, not American football, but in soccer, as we call it, you know, these guys, they sign old players to big, big deals. They say they purchase players. That's the term they use in soccer, I guess. But because they sell jerseys and America did that for a long time. Bring Tiger, you know, he hasn't won in two years, but bring him or use bring Mickelson or, you know, the coaches pair the, the, the what's the term? The what, what picks the managers picks the coaches picks? What's the term? Captain's picks. Captain's picks. I'm sorry. It left me. Um <clears throat> You know, it, it just looks like the tides were kind of turned in that way because, you know, Europe always came with these young, hungry guys. You know, back when Rory was young and all these guys were young and hungry, and they just kicked the shit out of the Americans, you know. And um, it just it's just a, the, the, the complexion of the whole thing looked different because, I mean, these guys are great. These American golfers are friggin' amazing. I mean, John Rahm is a powerhouse, and they did enough. He certainly wasn't completely affected, but he was affected enough. They put a dent in enough of the big matches – and, uh, you know, I mean, let's face it, it, it was um, it was a very interesting thing to watch and it was exciting. And I just I love both sides. I love the play. As you know, I've been to Whistling Straits. I played all four courses at the Cola Resort. Um, as a matter of fact, on the subject of golf, Whistling Straits was not my favorite golf course there. Um, there's another great golf course there. All four of them are Pete Dye designs, by the way. Um, the Meadow, the Irish which is an excellent course that is a sister course to Whistling Straits, Whistling Straits, as well as Black Wolf Run. Black Wolf Run is by far one of the most beautiful courses that I've ever played in my life. And I would, I would say it's in, it's, it's in that if you want to put like almost a K-Club vibe, Black Wolf Run is a K-Club vibe. And I mean that when we played the K-Club, it was like a garden. Remember, it was like a garden. It was like there was as <laughs> yeah, it was many just after the Ryder of, Cup. Yeah, but there was as many species of flora and fauna to be admired as the as the layout of the golf course, you know. And Black Wolf Run yep. was the same way. It Black Wolf Run has hosted a U.S. Women's Open, so it's a it's it's a ranked golf course. It's also ranked in, a, in the top 100, I believe, or was at least a few years back. Um, it may be knocked right. off by this time. Gorgeous golf course, amazing layout. But you're playing this golf course, and these guys are. I played in the fall, about the same time of the year that the Ryder Cup was held there. Um, this year and I mean there's guys salmon fishing in the streams and there's all kinds of stuff in bloom and Wisconsin is a very beautiful state it's if you really want to I mean it's very reminiscent of Ireland it's so green and I mean it's just an it's a beautiful place so um, the facility is amazing Uh, the matchups were cool the captains were awesome I can't I can't think and it's not just because one team one or the other I don't I'm not whatever but to me I think it was really exciting there's a lot of people watching I think you well I think um just to 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 add any highlight my own highlights to what you just said there but yeah I think that um that it's this year proved to me uh as much as any years that who you choose as your captain is very important 
Um, because I think that because of the postponement to of the Ryder Cup, uh, because of COVID, uh, I, whatever the reasons were, I'm not putting any reasons because I, I don't know the reasons, but, you know, I was kind of like, this is an interesting Ryder Cup living here in Ireland because, you know, this is like an Irish Ryder Cup. You know what I mean? This is, uh, yes. uh, you know, there's, there's like four Irish guys that are on this, you know, the, the captain is Irish, like, like, man, but then I, when I talked to, when I talked to some Irish guys, well, when I, when, yes, when I, when I talked to, you know, some of the some of the Irish guys like golfers and stuff though, they're like, yeah. So what you're saying is they're putting all their fucking trust in fucking Ireland to win the entire Ryder cup. You know what I mean? We're like, we're Ireland. We, we got, mm-hmm. we got a few million people compared to every other country. You know what I mean? Like, let's well, look you're, at not this drawing, you're not drawing, you're not drawing from a, let's look you're not drawing from a huge pool. Yeah. No, I remember, no, it'd be like, and he, I remember and when Ham, Ham certain guys have to be on that team. Like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Certain guys had to be on that team. You know, the the way the team is picked is different than the American team. It's not. Uh, I think the American team is eight and four, right? No, no, six and six. Mm-hmm. The American team is. So it's the top six golfers plus six captains picks. It used to be two. Remember when we were younger, it was only two captains picks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it was ten mm-hmm. and two. That's what both both captains had. So the American is six and six, and the European is eight and four. So, okay. so he the the European rule is it's the top eight golfers and then his four picks and I think that his, you know, Rom was left out to dry there because I think that that there was no there shouldn't like Poulter shouldn't have been there like you know th- there's no reason for for you know Gar- I mean even even a guy like Garcia like. Like, I wasn't crazy about the Westwood pick. Know, Westwood, this, I know he had a, was, West, Westwood. Westwood had a great. Westwood, Westwood had a great. He, he was. He was. Westwood was competitive last year, and he's had. He's had a good run. I give him a lot of credit for the golf that he's been playing. He's had a big comeback. He's. He's been very. He's contended in some tournaments over here, as we know. But I'm just not sure yeah, he, that that Westwood he's is not happy. the hot. Westwood he's not is, the hot hand. You no, know what I mean? He's just not. No, he's just happy to be there. Westwood's yeah, just happy yeah, yeah. to be there. You know, it's ironic. I, I'm on this Instagram. I don't follow anybody. I don't like. I follow you because you happen to be on Instagram, but I don't really follow anybody. But I follow Westwood, and Westwood's like flying around in a private jet because he had his day. He's flying around his private right. jet. Yes. He's contended yeah. in some tournaments here. He just got married. He looks better than he ever did. He's aged better than most men ever will age. He's gotten sure. better looking with age, and mm-hmm. he is living. I would, I would, the I life. would contest that <laughs> you know I, I mean? may be, for I him? may fall in that category as well. But yeah, and I'm not for just doing my own. Like, yeah, well, you know, present present company excluded, of course. You know what I mean. If present you had seen excluded. me at 23 and seen me at 48, I think anybody would agree. <laughs> um, I've aged like a fine Bordeaux. And I, I think I'll put uh, uh, some photos that I might have of you up on Twitch there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, just, I just so happen to have, oh, I just yeah. so happen to have this oh. one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, totally. I, I, I think that, um, you know, he, he, he wasn't there. He, there was no hunger in Lee Westwood. There's no hunger in Lee Westwood to win a Ryder Cup. You know, he just wants to be there for the fun. That's why they picked. That's why Mickelson had his one last year of the Ryder Cup, the last right. Ryder Cup. So that's what it's going to come down to. It comes down to those captains and, and who they pick. And you know, McElroy was always going to be there, but when you put him in these positions, uh, 
when he's not having, he's having some down times and you put him in these positions where he has to be come through and win for you instead of trying to sort of bury him to give him some victory, give him that victory in the first day, then McElroy is fine. You know what I mean? Roy's I do fine. understand he's got, that. He's, he plays, he's, he's in always his own plays head. well for with a lead. He plays very well with a lead. You know, he yeah, does. And, and, yeah, and he's in his head. Like, he, he's still, you know, you remember we talked about McElroy in the States when he was a kid, and I was I was touting this kid. I've been hearing about this kid, McElroy, man. And it'd be, he's going to be something, you know. But, like, he kind of had that Tiger-esque, like, like uh, rise quickly at a young age. You know, he Who's should be Rory? reaching his prime now. Yeah, Rory. He Rory? should be reaching his you prime know, now, I, and he's not. Yeah. You know me with this, and I've, I've said this a million times. Ever since Tiger Woods came to be who he is and or was in his career, uh, the media, golf, the PGA Tour, the USGA, fans, everyone has searched for the next Tiger Woods. And we've seen several guys come and go. And I think uh, Rory was probably one of the closest guys ever. But you're right. During his rise and his youth – what did everybody say? He's the next Tiger. He's the next Tiger. And it's really very cool that golf uses Tiger as their benchmark, but it's sort of unachievable in some ways. I don't know if it's really – I don't really know if if, if they're being yeah. fair to young players by yeah. using Tiger as yeah. a benchmark because let's face it. Yeah. This is a guy – I mean, I don't know anybody who is into golf or knows anything about golf or doesn't. Just go back to Tiger – in his first three or four or five years and watch the explosion that is his golf swing. There has never been, and I have never seen, and you know me, I'm a student of the game. I obsess about the game of golf and Tiger is one of, one of, if not my most loved and adored player, but that golf swing wasn't a swing. That was an explosion. He was hitting the ball. He was doing <laughs> things that players do today with clubs and balls that he was doing. Th- he, he was doing things that people weren't doing. He transcended the sport. He did things that Babe Ruth did. He put golf on the map. He raised salaries of players or, you know, increased the pots and wins of tournaments. He changed. They literally created a term called tiger proofing where they took golf courses that had been around mm-hmm. for a hundred years and moved tees, moved trees, put bunkers, made things faster, grew rough because this guy would dismantle golf courses that served as a challenge for yeah, golfers yeah. that preceded him. So I just don't think that it was fair to a lot of these guys, but Rory's the best example of a guy that almost was the next tiger woods, but let's face it, you know, today, I think he has the talent, but he got his paycheck, and he's another guy. I mean, they all are like this, and it's not just Rory. It's American golfers. It's, it's, it's athletes in general. You see guys, how many baseball players you see are great baseball players, then they get their big contract, then they have a couple, you know, they're, they call quote-unquote. Oh, yeah. It may not be their second season, but let's call it their sophomore season. You know what I mean? Yeah, they win rookie of the year, and then they go, they, they go away for three years. You know what I mean? So I was, Rory I was got talking paid, to, uh, and he's realized what's important it. to him. I was talking to somebody and I said basically the same thing. I said, you know, if you think about it, all these guys play each other in the Ryder Cup, right? Now, you know, Europe against America, Europe against it's, it's the war, the shores, blah, 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 blah. And then they all go back to their same, they all live next door to each other in those two little communities there in Florida. Uh, what are they called there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jupiter. They all, but they uh, all live. They Isleworth, all live in the same. Isleworth and the Isleworth, other one there. Yeah, yeah they play the, the big tournament one, yeah, against each other, and, 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 and they, like all, they all they all play medalists. They all play medalists together. They all go down. They play <laughs> same. 
They're all bodies. No, it's, they it, all, it is. They, it's all, a thing. they all live down there. They all live down yeah. there. Like none of them, like, you know what I mean? They're all, they're all down there chilling. Like Rory ain't, yes. Rory ain't in Dublin. <laughs> Rory ain't living in Dublin. You know they're I mean? not, the, the, it's living not the same. It's a great point too. You're right. This is a great field because years ago when you looked at the Ryder Cup, these guys were coming over from Europe or going over from America and they were from these places. They were residents of these countries. They were, this is where they went in the off season. This is the cultures, you know, but today you're right. I mean, it's, it's all about where you can play golf year round and Florida is a destination and you know, the Southwest Arizona, there's a lot of golfers out West as well in California. You don't hear as much of that circuit, but tiger came from that circuit. Phil came from that circuit. One of my favorite golfers ever, Pat Perez, you know, he's, he's a Southwest boy and that, you know, those, that's where they come from. But yeah, you got a lot of Florida guys and you're right. They're all, they are all buddies. So, you know, it's, it's tough to say who's going to be next and who's the next, but I don't think there'll ever be a second coming. I just don't think that it's attainable. I don't think it's a good benchmark no. for golf. I think it's actually, I think it's bad marketing for golf from a business perspective to try to find the next, whatever. Um, these guys are all, they're hot and basically, <coughs> you know, and I'm, I hope I'm not running on with this, but basically, you know, it's really a byproduct of Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods came he was a young, fit, slim guy with a swing speed that was 15 miles an hour faster than anybody else. He was out driving guys by 40 yards. The guy used to hit a clunker butter knife three iron, 250, with an old clunker butter knife title as ball. <laughs> you know, today, I mean, we can all hit something 250 because of, because of equipment, but back then it wasn't the case. And guys got trainers, guys got nutritionists, guys stopped drinking at the bar, guys stopped smoking, guys stopped doing all this shit. So all of every golfer is as fit as Tiger Woods is today, or more fit. Everybody he raised yeah, the know, exactly. he transcended his sport. Absolutely. He raised the bar on what the criteria for a professional golfer should be. So they're all good. They all compete on a weekly basis. That's why not not one single player dominates. There may be a year, but Tiger, what did he have? How many weeks? Look up Tiger Woods, how many weeks at number one? And then the <laughs> oh, next yeah, yeah, no, golfer at yeah. number one. It's it's an insane yeah. number. You know, so no, no, you're, you're, you know, you're, it's you're, a cool absolutely, thing. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I mean, that was, the, I guess, the, uh, you know, the great part about that whole run is, was that, you know, Harrington won just after Tiger basically left when tiger uh -huh. tiger had his issues tiger was 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 reaching to stardom and then uh oh tiger's had a little bit of a downfall here um tiger's not playing golf and then harrington uh he won when back-to-back opens or something you know back-to-back -back, like yeah. majors or two yeah. opens in a row british opens yeah. in a row yeah. you know that it kind of made harrington's name because he made he did that all right after Tiger, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. and then and, he completely and, and, and changed he his was, golf swing and turned into dog shit. And, and he was, Harrington. he had, he, he had game. He was really bringing, I really enjoyed watching the players. A really good golfer, really good golf. Yeah. Those years were great. And those were years, like, again, I was really, you know, just like, I mean, on a sidebar, uh, again, with the, you know, I joke about cable, but I mean, when I had, this was all I watched, a golf channel, all this stuff, this is all I watched. And, you know, I'm out, out here visiting relatives, visiting family this week, and there's cable in this house. I personally, I forgot how much I missed Moonshiners. You know Moonshiners? <laughs> you know that well, show? Yeah, because you have to miss it. Yeah, because do we not all want you to guys spend have the rest of our lives in a pair? Yeah, yeah. Do we not all want to spend our lives in, in a pair of Dickies with no shirt underneath? Oh, overalls, overalls. Big, yeah, Dickies overalls with no shirt underneath. <laughs> making moonshine do we not want to live like that for the rest of i mean that's all i want to do job. all i want to do me? is all i want to do is run corn liquor i just want to run corn yeah. liquor. what's up up in the woods of west, up in the hills of west virginia 
Not a Tim. I, I'm 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 the Tim guy, man. Tim is my hero. That guy. That guy figured out how to. He's like, you know what? I'm just a plain old simple dude, but I don't want to get in trouble. I'm. He was the chief of the fire department or something. He's like, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm doing the show. I'm making money off the show. I'm going to do it legal, like I figured out how to do it legal. And he still lives the same yeah. lifestyle, but the cops ain't chasing him. You know what I mean? Like he's got to jump through a lot more hoops, but cops ain't chasing them. But the, from that to the, you know, the people that make that shit in the woods, that's amazing. You kidding me? That don't we all like strive to be to be moonshiners? I, I strive to be a moonshiner. I haven't watched yeah, it's it in off years, the gr- but it's off the grid. No, I, I got to tell you, like tonight Tim, I just Tim was like Tickle walking by that my TV. Favorite. Trickle, my, my boy. He's my boy. I love him. Tickle, yeah, yeah, he yeah. They were, they were the best. He don't give a fuck. No, he, he don't, don't give a fuck. fuck. He's like, I, been, I just got out of the jail. I ain't going to do gonna nothing go wrong until you pick me up from the jail. And then somebody calls him up. He's like, hey, you want to you wanna go run some liquor with me in the woods? Yeah. Nah, man, yeah. I can't do that. I am not going to do He's like, man, I'm telling you, they're going to pay you thousand dollars a gallon <laughs> i cannot wait to load that barrel into the woods <laughs> i need 80, i need 80 gallons of corn liquor okay i'll be right there okay and that's it that's it they these just guys are like out the window. and they're geniuses too they're fermenting peaches and they're fermenting fucking corn and they're all oh, this stuff is it's impressive yeah we're taking some fresh lavender from the side of the mountain and we found some fresh ginseng yeah. over here like there's a thing know, it's a thing about, it's artisan, craft, craft-made spirits. And, the, you know, like when you yeah. think about where the stuff comes from, from its core, and this is where, like, when you look at the modern spirits movement with these artisanal gins and all these things that are going on, I mean, this is where it comes from. This is where this stuff is, was born. And, I mean, all the corniness and jokes aside, there's real, these guys are real artisans. This is, this is how this stuff starts and, you know, becomes what it is. It just is. I mean, now it's like a fad. You see all these, like, you know, hipsters and millennials buying this like, oh, it's a craft uh, drinking craft gin, craft bourbon from, you know, single barrel and unicorn tears and shit. You know, this is what these guys have done. This It's like the local <laughs> food movement about, you know, segueing into food. You know, everybody's like local this and local that. Yeah, no shit, buddy. We're all striving to use local food, support local farming. That's what we're doing. But pounding it into our ears is like so fucking 2001. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I we totally, I totally agree. This. You know I what to- I mean? I totally agree with you. I felt the same way about beer. I stopped drinking beer because I went down that stupid like, I, I you know, like all these different micro brews, all these different super micro brews, and you know they're making. Well, we got to taste our fucking pigs, not snort porter, and you got to taste our right. fucking the IPA, the IPA, the IPA, the session IPA, the IPA, the IPA, the IPA, the IPA, and then I'm like, wait a second. I, drink, I remember drinking one and being like, you know what? I don't actually like this. Right, right. I'm with you. For the last year, I've been drinking because I've been like looking, what's the, what's the, what, do you have any that they only make one case a year and you got three bottles of it, IPA? Cause I'd love to try that one. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't make me happy. You know what I mean, this doesn't right. make me happy. I'll have a Guinness and a Guinness makes me happy. You know what I mean? Or even like a Coors Light on a, hot day or when you're going to have a session. Hey, I took a Corona on the rocks. I put Corona, I put a a Corona Corona over ice. I put it on ice and with a lime in there and drink it like it's, you know, like a soda. I'm telling you, it just depends on your mood. It just depends on your mood. And, and, and you're right. And you know what? It really comes down to it. Can I curse? Am I allowed? Is this, are you, are you, can I, or yeah, of course you're okay. It's fucking, no, no, no. Cursing is fine. It's fucking nerds. Goldie. You hear me? Listen, people take this shit. It becomes marketable. No, I'm telling you, these guys, they 
try to market everything and beer, wine. You know, for how long the French said, listen, you can't grow good wine anywhere but France because it's in this, our soil. Well, what, the, what do you, you – are you, you really think that that's the truth? It's, they're trying to corner a market, and it's the race for the next hottest thing. And yeah, of course, you know something? Yeah, if no, I, I want something good, I'm not going to make you, but... a thousand cases of something. I'm going to make one case of it. You know why? Because I can <laughs> yeah. charge 10 times as much. If I make if I make Coors Light, Coors Light's 2 bucks, 3 bucks, whatever it is. If I'm making, you know, this other kind of beer or whatever the product is, that's what it is. It's supply and demand. And if you look at today, this revenues report in the United States, you know, this thing about and whatever, I'm not going to run down this road because I'm not knowledgeable, but 683 billion in revenues or something during COVID. And, you know, everybody as, as, as doing what I do as a professional in my field, you know, beef's going to be really tough this year. You know what I'm getting now? Turkeys. I need a turkey order because, you know, I think of commodity market on turkeys. Turkeys is going to, you know, we're going to run out of turkeys. Well, of course you're going to run out of turkeys because it creates panic. It's, a, it's media bullshit. It's going to kick up the price. It's going to increase supply, uh, decrease supply and increase demand. And everybody's going to make more money. It seems to be the game today. It's the marketing. The marketing of it all is, is really the truth. I, I buy and sell this stuff. I, I, I buy raw products. I turn them into something else for sale. I'm in production. That's what I do. And I see this. You know, I purchase raw materials. And um, again, I manufacture them and sell them for a profit. So I see this going on. And beer, wine, food, whatever it is, I see it everywhere. And it's, 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 it's kind of too bad because it doesn't need to be like this. Well, that's, I mean, I, I, I think that is a direct, uh, that's a direct result of technology. It's a direct result of social media. It's a direct result, a result of, of what you say, because I, I, I preach and I've said it on this program many times before that, that, uh, for all of, for all of that, whether you like it or not, and I'm, this isn't even, uh, like an opinion on anything, but whether you like it or not, for all of the those nerds that are doing that with the IPAs, you know, the the biggest nerd in the world is sending William Shatner into fucking space because he's a fucking <laughs> trillionaire. You know what I mean? And the second biggest nerd in the Captain, world. Listen, why not the, send Captain Kirk to space, you know, John? That's what I'm saying. Why not send Captain Kirk? No, 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 good I, press. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, dis, I'm not, I'm not, I, like I said, this is no opinion of it. I'm just telling you that the, the biggest, second biggest nerd in the world is building, uh, going, is also going to space, hasn't really built the car in the last two and a half years yet. He's the biggest name on the fucking planet. He, he turned, he turned flamethrowers into selling an art, an, a selling art farm. And he is, he manipulates the fucking crypto market more than anyone in the world. He is the second biggest nerd in the world. He's the second biggest nerd in the world. And the third biggest and the third, fourth and fifths own Facebook, all those social media sites and Google. Those are the biggest yeah. nerds in the world. The nerds rose, the cream, the nerds are the ones they were introverted. Yes fuckers yeah. that became superstars because of what they were and then what they did was they created these systems where all these introverted people now can can get themselves even together and it makes it quicker for them to get together good bad or indifferent like that's the 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 you know i've been talking about this i don't know if you've listened to the show but I, again i'm hard I on about yeah, it, follow i've been talking yeah. I've been talking about this game that is on Twitch this role playing game called No Pixel which is a GTA the game Grand Theft Auto it's a modded thing where they it's a, it, it's the whole city and they develop it but you role play you just play a character like Second Life used to be back in the day but this is a very different thing here like there are people that spend 9 hours a day like 
just playing a character. That's all they do is play a character. And I know. And then they, and and they, they and, live stream and, themselves so other people can watch them. Play. Yeah. yeah. And you know what they are? They're all nerds. They're all these introverted nerds that now have this platform to come together. And they'll tell you that because if you, I mean, even if you watch them, you'd be like that, dude, if he didn't have this, like he'd be, he, he, you could tell, you know, you can see that these people are, you know, they're the nerds of the world that are, yeah. that are, you know, that are running the show. And the thing is, the guys who own those streaming platforms and those gaming platforms and those music platforms are the same five fucking guys. Yeah, it's very it's true. the same guys there's, that own it. There's, and and I, I think that, you know, most people know this, but I don't know, sometimes people don't always put it all together you know what i'm saying you know like i i, I think we all know you know no, I, I, x I, I, and y equals z you know as far as who owns what and who runs but sometimes i don't know if we overlook it we don't care it, it's an afterthought it's not you know whatever it is but you know well, it's, no 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 we, it's all right there yeah, but that's you know? we don't we don't care we don't care because we're way too busy like first for, for me personally this is my opinion i don't care because you see the wave the wave is coming i work <laughs> through i don't work directly for but my career is based on the biggest nerd in the world that i just talked about in this room um like my career is based on this guy and his platform because <clears throat> what he created was genius because what he created, what he had people create for him, but what he created was absolute 100% genius. And then he figured out how to market it better than anybody else. And he literally has the largest online marketplace in the entire world. And it's very uh, easy then to manipulate. I mean, do you think that there's any any reason why you know politics have, have driven a wedge between people more than ever? Do you think that that's not, there's not like, and people are like, ah, oh, the fucking mainstream media, the mainstream media, the mainstream media, the mainstream fucking media, the mainstream fucking media. Yeah, but the mainstream media is not who did this. It's not who did this. You can blame Fox. You can blame ABC, NBC, 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 all you fucking want. The fact is technology, you just said it yourself. You don't even have cable. You don't watch it. But that is a diff, that is a unique thing to, to what went on back then. How, how information was dispensed to us back then. And now it's about the Facebook hack and the Facebook. It's all about these social media platforms that are, that are bringing this stuff together. So it just makes it so much easier to divide people because we've become such lemmings to the, uh, the thing that shocks me is we've become such lemmings to this technology. You know, oh, do you I think really, about when, I, I, I appreciate you saying this. I appreciate you saying this because when you and, and I, I think people realize when it, you and I were kids, it, it's, we had to know, answer the it, phone. It makes a lot of sense. When you and I, when you and I were kids, the phone rang. You walked over to the wall where the phone was, and if you were lucky, you could push buttons to to, to call somebody. But sometimes you had to use the fucking <laughs> the rotor, right? That's yeah. what happened when we were kids. Listen, I always, now, I always tell the joke. My mother gave me a, a dime to call home from a payphone when I needed a ride after school. <laughs> Yeah. And now yeah. we we're we're shot we're 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 this is the anger for me and now we're at this stage of technology where like nobody look at look at things like TikTok and even look at these things that are going on like like there are every walk of life is on these things. You see homeless guys on TikTok cuz they have a phone. 
You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? No, now they make you it see, big. What's, who's the, you know, who's you the see, guy? Who's the who's the Fleetwood Mac guy? With the with the skateboard see, and the yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You see, anybody like, can be famous today. <laughs> anybody can be famous on these things, and and Andy it's Warhol, right in front of 15 you all minutes, the time. And that's what that's what angers that that I think a lot of that tends to with that, though, with that came a lack of education, came a dumbing down of the population because you can't have lemmings without them being ready to become lemmings. And I'm not saying that we're, we're lemmings to it all. But the fact is, we, we live and breathe on these things. We're very you know I mean? influenced we by breathe. these things. We're ex- we're extremely influenced by these things, and that yes, to me exactly. that's what it boils so down to. Inf- it's a very so influential is- platforms. So people right. believe the right. stuff that they see and read and hear, and people, you know, they draw their opinions. Certainly, listen. Some people, oh, we all have our own opinions. We're still, you know, hopefully enough of free thinkers that we can do these things on our own. But Absolutely. when you've been exposed to this massive amount of information, I guarantee you 30 years ago, no one knew what the hell was going on in the House of Representatives of the United States of America on a daily basis or who said what or who did what or what votes were cast on what. Was the information available? Is it public knowledge? Does it have to be legally? Yes. But was it being broadcast by the second, the moment things have, you know what I mean? It's not even... People didn't have access to this information before. It was a lot easier to govern before. So I think that people have taken this, and especially our governing bodies have taken this sort of incredible amount of quick and true and untrue information and use it to their advantage as well. And you're right. I mean, there's a lot of division. I'm, I'm not going down that road today. But they never went it, after it. Is... The problem, though, is they never the – the issue, though, with there is – and I'll be honest with you, um, and I have something that I was going to – actually talk about it. I don't know if I can bring it up. But the problem is no one's ever talked about it. No one's ever talked about uh, your data and what's going on online and these um, <clears throat> these sites. You know, so so the fact is there there aren't there are no rules as to who can buy your data. None. Except for your you know your your credit card information. But I'm talking about your that raw, you know that sort of cookie data yeah, yeah right? absolutely that, that's why you there's have no to, there's you know, no privacy <clears throat> there are no laws right written into what there are, you there do are no and, rules and you do. <clears throat> not even yeah privacy whatever there aren't even but you know before a, people, like didn't people didn't industry. have the opportunity billion dollar people didn't have the opportunity to share though that that personal information it wasn't available i mean unless that they printed it or you know wrote a tell-all memoir about themselves or you know put a big sign up in front of their house there wasn't people didn't have the opportunity to do those things so a lot of this stuff that well, yeah, people it. had kept quiet whether whether it be good or bad or in you know, like you said indifferent whether it was uh their pref- you know listen i listen i'm here today we have swollen feet not me personally but you know relatives family members whatever i googled edema and, and stuff and you know how quickly up on my phone came every single kind of compression sock and everything, you know, like they're all up in your business folks. Like that's why I am not, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm off the grid by any means, but that's why I'm a believer in, you know, you want it, you better be careful. Bro, you, once it's out there, you didn't it's even there. have to Google it. You didn't even have to Google it, man. Like that's the no, thing. No, like, this is the, no, no, it's is, there to pander. You to and you know, you some that people about it. You could have talked about it with your wife, had a conversation about it with your wife, with your phone on. And there's keywords that would have been 
picked out of that conversation by your on phone and you would have put your phone on and gone to your your instagram site for instance and there would have been an advertisement put in front of you of something that you talked about or you would have seen something for edema or get uh swelling or you would have seen it because it's being done and that's so so that's but you're right that's 100 right but then the anger there is is how can someone who has who who is educated in any way shape or form say something when it comes to the covid that's going on and this vaccine that's going on say it's just fucking bill gates and his 5g chip because listen you're fucking talking about bill gates and his fucking 5g chip in a vaccine that's going to save your life and you're making fucking tiktoks about stuffing fucking turkeys in your backyard before you fucking fry them in the garbage can and you got and you got seven thousand people liking you. Like, oh, this is great. These, that's good. That's good. This is that's the good. anger that I. This is why, and I talk about it every week on my show. This is why I talk about the the vaccine becoming. This is the horrible thing about this is that we've we've done this. We put all this marketing in front of people, and this fucking vaccine has become a political statement to be made about about pride of of individualism. And, and, and if you give me a good argument, an actual scientific good argument that says this, I absolutely refuse to do this, then if you give me that good one, but there are, there are no good arguments out there. And, 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 and again, I'm not trying to even make this, it's not a political thing. This is a scientific thing. You know what I mean? It's not even like we need people to get vaccinated in order for we literally have this, have a trip scheduled. This is two years fucking later. And, you know, Irish people are worried that they can come into America. Meanwhile, we have an 85% fucking vaccination rate here in this country. It's almost 90. It'll be 90 in two weeks, roughly. Right. So don't like, but, but the borders are closed. The borders are closed. What are you talking about? Like, well, I think people just like to here. read. American tourists shit. are here. But that's so as much as you want to defer away from mainstream media, but it's not just mainstream media, it's radical media. If you look at the fringe media, forget about mainstream media, look at the fringe media. I mean, well, they've chosen sides. There's no neutrality in in, in reporting the news anymore. It's choose a side, right? Yeah, that I mean, that started a long time ago, though. You know what I mean? That really did start a long time ago. That was, you know, you can talk to your father and ask him who, who there's no bones about it. He is a very much a, a right wing conservative person. I respect the shit out of that. But you ask your father about how Walter Conkright used to used to deliver the news and your father would never say that liberal fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it happened over time. And he was on NBC. You know, this yeah. this this mm-hmm. change happened very recently and very quickly and that's what's that's what's scary is that these guys are can can shape what's going on because meanwhile while you're doing that they're pulling off the shadiest deals in the world to become even bigger fucking billionaire they're going to space you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> it's, so it's, much it's hilarious it's like it's it's for fun it's it cracks me up now it's just like you know we got to figure out a way to spend some of this and you know we're for the betterment of mankind really i don't i'm not really sure this is very howard hughes this is very howard hughes behavior know, it to is, me. Right? you know what i mean it is it, it, it is it is look I, uh uh that was awesome man that was a good chat right there that was a good talk i was wanted to was wanted to get into some more golf but um because of time i would like to talk to you a little bit about the kitchen and doing and some cooking for for folks um, if you don't mind, if you got a couple minutes left to to I give have me all a, the time uh, some for you. quick answers, 
Yeah, I hope awesome. he was going to say, "Let's so, uh, why don't you shoot me some qu- I'll do a little quick we'll do a little quick firewall. I'll just I'll I'll do my best to 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 answer the some of the things you were interested in knowing." So my first question is and and I can even put this up on the Facebook page and I will if you if you maybe send it send it over to me and I'll write down the others, but um my first question is, do you have what would be a f- super simple go-to have it every week? meal that you would make in the in the kitchen for for the family uh well you know something uh, as far as what we cook for family what we're eating we're you know on the move and we need quick one plate wonders so you see a lot of one pot wonders i think if you you know the the term family meal is that what you're referring to more or less well yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm talking about family but i'm talking about your your family too if you were i'm so your situation is a bit different but but like for the the normal say nine to five are out there okay that listens because even though this is you and me having a conversation and there's a couple more of us in the ring they know i will probably get about you know 50 50 60 maybe up to 100 downloads who knows it could go anywhere but we'll get 50 so people i don't know are listening to the show so for for someone out there nine to fiver listen to the show what would be a meal that you would suggest that would be an easy, something easy for just an average to fair to Midland person in the kitchen that they wouldn't need to go fair crazy over. I love this. Okay, so listen, this is my thing. I I, I got to say, I don't I don't ever see um, people in other walks of life or other things that people do not challenge themselves. So, uh, cooking for some reason and and for some, I'm not really sure why. Um, they always try to. This is okay. Let me let me rephrase. What's popular me? in cooking and what sells cookbooks today is. Joe blows 56 easy to do meals after you've worked a long, hard day and want to slap something together for dinner. <laughs> Yet they're telling you to go spend thousands of dollars on CrossFit or a Peloton and have some person screaming at you remotely to raise your heart rate to the maximum level. No one ever says, have a casual ride on your Peloton, just a little stroll on your, you know, nobody does that. So I think what would be interesting for people to do is to challenge themselves. Um, we can still make it successful by choosing products and techniques that people can actually pull off at home, but why not make food interesting again? Um, make food interesting again. That one just flowed out of me. You like that one? It sounds a little like reminiscent like of something else. It sounds I don't a little know. I don't know. Something else. I don't know. Um, so anyways, my, that's for sure. My point is this, um, somewhere along the lines, comfort food crashed the party. Remember when we were all about fine dining and hope cuisine and exploring new things and going to new places and new techniques? All of a sudden, meatloaf, burgers, American food, fried chicken, comfort food, comfort food. Why don't we try to do something a little bit outside the box um, that interests people? And what I would suggest is find healthy foods and do some interesting and healthy eating to instill the sort of um, healthy food you know, health conscious sort of approach because we got, we got problems with what we put on our bodies these days. Let's face it. We're all guilty of it. I'm down here in mm-hmm. a basement slurping tequila on a, what night is it? Monday, <laughs> Tuesday night. Um, that's not, that's not, you know, that's not, you know, we, we know where we're at with that. I don't feel guilty, but um, I would, I know long answer. This is what I, this is where I would go. My, suge- my suggestion to people would be is to find new and interesting techniques Get yourself a good cookbook, something that challenges you a little bit, and take some of those 
familiar ingredients that you use on a regular basis and apply them to new techniques. Um, listen, I go like, try Coco Vin. It's a classic dish. Everyone wants to buy the Noma cookbook, which is amazing. And they're fermenting, fermented shiitake mushroom garum juice. Okay, well, a shiitake mushroom is just as delicious before you, you know, let it rot in the sun for two months and, you know, drink the drippings. Um, I know it's healthier and there's, you know, probiotic thing going on there and we get it. But I'm not trying to be too sarcastic with it. But my point is, is that um, maybe devolve back to some classic foods and classic techniques and with some familiar ingredients. They may not be easy. Things may take a little bit more time and a little bit more planning, but I don't know. Don't you ever, I mean, remember when grandma's sauce boiled all day on the stove? Pardon me, Giovingos, if you're listening, gravies. But when your gravy cooked on the stove or things took time, things took effort, things took love and planning. So why not bring a little bit more of that back into what people are doing on a daily basis? You know, use the crock pot again, man. Plug the crock pot in in the morning before you leave the house and braise short ribs all day and something fun or I know rediscover some old techniques and, and combine it with some of the new stuff that we see today in a, a more healthy format. You know, maybe you're not braising the short rib, maybe you're braising turkey thighs or, you know, things like along those lines. So, uh, you know, at home, yeah, what totally. we try to do mostly is, you know, we're trying to do uh, much more health conscious foods using some interesting techniques. I don't know. You got to give food some love. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what we really need to focus on is, is I put a little effort into it. I hate those like 56 easy meals. You know, sometimes it's bullshit. Yeah, I, um, I totally, I think that one thing that I would suggest to people that I notice from people just from being, again, me just being sort of the, the average home cooker or whatever, but I do like to cook, you know, um, is expand your variety, like expand, don't be afraid to not order uh, sirloin. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to to get like get the beef cheek. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to get uh, and slow cook the beef cheek. You know what I mean? Like when when I got that and I spoke to you about it and you t- and I just I literally I put it in my crock pot, man. I took that it, beef cheek, it, I put it in my crock pot up, with with yeah. some red wine and I cooked it and it was like just enough for maybe maybe two two people, but it cost me like four quid at one of the most expensive butcher shops in town because i get like my wagyu beef from him like it was good beef cheek or whatever but like right right like it was like five bucks this is the stuff i'm talking about it's the stuff that people's pass over and they just hit the ribeye or they hit the new york strip or they hit the these buzzwords filet mignon and i love a good filet don't get me wrong it's a great it's a great cut i understand but man you're right beef cheeks that's you're you're on the money man this is what i'm talking about give it a little love braise it all day put in the effort that you put into other things and other you know other hobbies or other exploits or other things that you pursuits whatever the term is that you do if you're going to ride peloton for you know at, at, at maximum heart rate for whatever or you're going to challenge yourself in other you know your other pursuits why not you know I think personally for me, and it's not for my own good, I think your exposure to your family, your children, your loved ones, them seeing the effort and being around the dinner table and realizing, I mean, this is what the French have done in other cultures as well. Don't get me wrong, with Vietnam and, and there are many cultures, China and, and, and with food, you know, you know, it's always been around being, you know, Italians being around the table, but you're never around the table for frozen chicken Parmesan because it's easy. You know, you're always around the table because someone roasted something all day or someone grew it in their garden. So, you know, 
we've we everyone's trying to take that get back to the you know get in touch with where your food comes from and raise your own things and do all that stuff but really do it you know what i mean like i think maybe i think maybe that and this is just off the cuff quick but maybe take the cookbook and put it back on the shelf and cook a little bit more from your heart for maybe something that your mother cooked put a couple of your own ideas and ingredients in there something that you may have come across dining out on a business trip or you know things like that you know that that's what i think makes cooking fun for me like i'll tell you this you know I'm a chef, a professional chef of almost 34 years. You know me a very long time. I've been working in kitchens since a teenager. I've never done anything else. Blah, blah, blah. I've seen a lot of guys come and go. I've seen a lot of trends. I've seen a lot of fads. I've seen a lot of popular cooking um, change over time. And it all goes back to basic technique, quality ingredients applied properly with some precision. And you're almost guaranteed it's, there's an equation like science and not a scientist. I don't, you know, but, but you know, when you look at these things, there's, a, there's kind of a common denominator between whatever you're, if you're looking for a certain result, there's always that common denominator and it comes back to cooking in the same way. I never write a recipe down. If you want to see something good and I tell this in, uh, your, to your listeners, you guys want to see something cool, check out Netflix chef's table, which we all have, but go to chef's table, France Go to a Lampassard at Arpege. Here's a man who had a three Michelin star restaurant who changed his complete, his complete format to veg, vegetarian vegetable cuisine. They told him he was crazy to ruin himself. He went and got himself three more Michelin stars. But look at the opening statement specifically on this episode. Look in this man's eyes when he's standing by the fireplace talking about how his grandmother cooked. Look at him in the eyes as he tells you he never writes down a recipe because he never wants to do what he did last year. He never falls back on old haunts. <laughs> he moves forward. He's a forward thinker. He's a trailblazer. He's a visionary. And I know that's intense for your common, you know, mom who's cooking dinner for a family of six at five and she's worked all day. But I don't know if there's something in there to at least give you the inspiration to make sure your food is cooked properly with good technique and seasoned well and you've sourced great ingredients. You've gone down to your, to your butcher and found a beef cheek. I don't care if you cooked a beef cheek for someone who probably would tell you they didn't like a beef cheek, but you didn't tell them it was a beef cheek. They'd probably look at you and say it was one of the greatest meals I've eaten in their li- ever eaten in their life. You know what I'm saying? I went to like, when I, when, when, yeah when I when I first moved here, uh, I went to this uh, uh, Mediterranean restaurant in town. I can't remember the name of it. Mm, maybe Lebanese. I, I can't can't remember the name of the restaurant either. But um, they had a a beef tongue dish on the menu. And uh, I remember going in and saying to the waiter, I was like, what's the story with with the beef tongue? And the guys, the the waiter was like, I'm telling you, sir, like this is by far the, the, the best dish on our menu. And I ate it and it was so good. It was so deliciously good that yeah. you know that was that was for me that i think that was and i was always i'm always willing anyway i'm always willing to go there but i mean that was like man if you can if somebody can cook a towel good a tongue you know good then you can you can cook it but that but again i kind of go back to like chicken breasts over chicken thighs you know what i mean like buy a chicken thigh Mm-hmm. Or at least get a yeah, whole chicken and, and at least get a whole chicken and eat the whole chicken and don't just buy the chicken breast because I get it like, you, you know, you know, eating a chicken thigh isn't unhealthy, 
You know what I mean? It's not it's not as healthy as the super lean chicken breast, but eating a chicken thigh is not unhealthy. If you did chicken thighs in your rice dish or your pasta dish or whatever, I think you'd just be so much, you enjoy it so much more. That was something else that I think I've learned is just don't be afraid to go after the the other parts of the animal. Yeah, people have people have considered them long less, cooking. lesser cuts. People have considered yeah. them lesser cuts over time, and let's face it, they're not. They're usually the gold. They're usually the real treasure yeah. of, 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 of yeah, the animal. Totally. You know, and, and, and right. convenience, right. you know, and convenience and that kind of stuff has, has, has sort of, you know, pushed us in that direction but that's the it's the total truth there's no there's no secret all right so then that takes me to and and i know goldie actually asked a question and yet any about what utensil and your answer was a corkscrew is essential and i realized that that is essential but you know is there something that you as you know in your field could recommend to the average person that most of them wouldn't have in their house and say to say to them if you had one of these in your house, you would add just, it could add just so much more to, for this utensil, you know, um, a microplane, maybe, uh, you know, something that the, the, can you think of something that maybe the average, you know, cook wouldn't necessarily have that you, you think if you put this into your repertoire, I think of the microplane only because I, when I got one, I can, I can just remember, especially like I would cook, we would do tacos and now but tacos with, with lemon zest, you know, in your salsa is so good. And using a microplane to get to zest it is, is, you know, made, made me feel so happy about figuring that out. And it was just the utensil that did it. It wasn't me. You know what I mean? Is there something like that? Can you think of anything like that, that, that you, you could think of anything else that, you know, somebody should have in their kitchen? Well, um, I'll start with saying, if you really want a chef's opinion on what to put in my tacos, I'm much more inclined to go lime zest. But that's me. Everyone's a matter. It's a matter of opinion. If you yeah, like no, lemon, what, I know, did I say lemon? Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant lime. I'm sorry. I said. Yeah, I, I mean, I go lime, lime, and, and not to not to correct you. Anything works. Anything works, people. No, no, no. I whatever mean, makes you. I meant yeah, lime. I think, I think the whole. The, my, you're, you're right. No, no I, I, I do. I, I got the. Story, I did get the point. I didn't. I didn't. Because I was more excited about the fact that I was. I was. I was zesting. You know what I mean? Right. The average I love, listen, anything? I love the microplane. I'm micro right now. I'm doing a tuna dish. I'm doing uh chilled tuna sashimi and I'm actually using the microplane plane. I'm making foie gras torchon and I'm microplaning foie gras torchon over the top of the tuna. And then I'm taking uh, beautiful burgundy truffle and microplaning that over the top. So if anyone's ever heard of the dish filet de bouffe Rossini, it's a classic French dish with filet mignon, truffles and foie gras. I've sort of morphed this into a tuna sashimi dish. Uh, with a Madeira glass, and I take a make a Madeira vinaigrette instead. So uh, chefs always spin off of things, and some guys are very, very visionary and create new things. But we as chefs sometimes go back to the classics and, and find our own route to the same flavors or the same combinations. That would be one. Um, as far as one thing, I would say no. I think what a, what a really – you need a few hours in your quiver. And I think um, a really good heavy-gauge Dutch oven staub – uh, Dutch oven style pot for your long, low, moist cooking uh, would mm. be a, would be a very essential tool. I think a really good heavy cast iron or carbon steel, which I prefer, um, pan, which you could do anything from roasting a chicken to making potato pancakes, which you guys see every Wednesday morning, by the way, uh, to uh, cooking a burger. I'm much more inclined to use a burger on a frying pan or a plancha or a, or a carbon steel pan than I am a, a grill. Um, so I think uh, Dutch oven, carbon steel, heavy gauge cast iron of some kind, whatever your, whatever your preference is. 
I think I'm a big fan of two knives. You only need two. You need a very good bread knife. I use a $28 Forstner 10-inch serrated bread knife. You could – it's the Ginsu of, of our era. You could chop down a tree and then slice a tomato. Um, and a very good serrated paring knife, an excellent rubber spatula, um, a really good set of kitchen towels. I know it sounds funny. It's a utensil, but these are things that chefs really want and really need and want to see. Um, and I mean, I, I stick with that. So kind of circling back two knives. Um, I see a lot of people in kitchens. I bought this 10 set of German steel ice hardened steel and they go dull and everybody's got 10 dull knives Buy a serrated knife that you can, when you're done with it, you throw it and you can replace. We always need sharp knives. I use more paring knives in my kitchen with my cooks than I do any other knife. We do all of our peeling, all of our small slicing, all of our intricate work. Uh, with simple things. So a lot of times, again, marketing and things that push us into wanting to purchase the high-end stuff. And I think, um, I think I'd work in just the opposite direction. I find things that are uh, fortunately and probably a little unfortunately a little bit more disposable in the cutlery department. Um, and as far as just the opposite, things that are pans, that Dutch oven and that, that, that cast iron or that carbon steel pan, things that you buy once in your life. And you season and things that you use for everything. Listen, you get a Dutch oven. You can deep fry in that Dutch oven. You can braise in that Dutch oven. You can fry peppers in that oven. You could put a whole chicken, take a, take you know a handful of hay and some herbs and plop a chicken down on top of that thing and pop it in the oven for an hour and a half and you know roast a uh, roast a chicken on hay in that Dutch oven. Um, you know, it's such a versatile thing. So maybe my answer will be as usual, they're long, but maybe my answer would be is find a few things that are extremely versatile. Don't find a one tool does one thing kind of utensil. Like I bought this one tool to do one thing. The microplane is great, but you're right because it's incredibly versatile. I I take foie gras torchon, I freeze the torchon and I grate it with the microplane. You're grating lemon zest. It's probably what it was made for. But you could grade pretty much anything. You could. I've turned, you know, before we might have to dice that truffle or julienne that truffle. Now I'm grading it. It gives it a different look. Cheese. Think about all the things a microplane does. Think of the versatility of the tool. So you might have answered your own question by, by answering that with microplane. And my answer would be to agree with you and say, find a few things that have a lot of versatility. Does that make any sense? Awesome. No, no, I totally agree with you, man. And I think that uh, anybody out there that's listening should should just take note. Definitely write it down. Uh, man, it's I always a good idea to on, listen man. to the Roz. Being, it's always a good idea to listen to the Roz. Just remember Thanks that. for being a pal, dude. I, I totally appreciate you coming on. And uh, uh, I, hope, uh, I hope you had a good time, bro. Listen, I love you. You're my brother. And I can't wait to wrap my arms around you. That's all I'm thinking about. It's happening soon, baby. It's happening soon, folks. This is Romo. That's Rousey. And uh, this is the Hit the Lotto podcast. Uh, thank you. But thanks for the theme song. And uh, we are we're out of here, folks. All right, boys. We'll see you later.
hit the lotto. Why? $3,000 gonna buy back in, bitch, I hope I win. Why? $3,000. So gotta hit the lotto. 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 Mega flex. Hit the lotto. Who knows what's next? Hit the lotto. Slurpee. Coke Ice. Hit the lotto. 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 Hit the lotto.